0: anything combat with johnny k
1: but it's anything combat though welcome back combatants, to the anything combat show where we discuss everything mixed martial arts i'm your host johnny k today we're joined by an absolute beast ufc featherweight tj brown how are you tj
0: yeah man life's good brother uh another day in the office man Uh, got some good training in this morning man Uh, life's looking good trying to get something scheduled Uh, I've been talking to my manager, Jason, man. We're we're looking to shoot for something in the fall, man. So I'm just trying to stay ready, man, so I don't have to get ready.
1: Good man, good man. My first question for you is a big one.
0: Who is your favorite fighter of all time? Oh, shit. All time. That's tough, man. I was a huge uh, Jose Aldo fan when he came up, you know. It's amazing how, like – of great fighters, you're like forget about him because of the new hot one coming up. You know what I'm saying? But Jose Aldo was really a staple. You know, if you don't, if you remember, like for ten years, like he was the reigning champ. You know, he was, he was unbeatable. And so, so I love, I love some Jose Aldo, man. I, I just seen he got uh, conducted into the Hall of Fame, so he's probably my, my my top pick.
1: Dude, people don't put respect on Jose, especially the fact that the WEC titles he had. Like at the time there was no featherweight division and he was there with already three belts before even entering the UFC. They didn't even get him to fight for the UFC championship. They basically promoted him immediately. And then he defended the belt eight times. So absolute beast. I want to ask you who is your hardest opponent? What was the hardest fight of your career? It could be a fight that you
0: won as well, by the way. Sure. Sure. Um, that's tough, man. Uh, so my 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 toughest one uh would probably have to be Shaolin, the guy uh, out of Singapore. Uh, he was a tough guy, man, super strong. But my toughest fight, I think, would be Danny Chavez. You know, like to be honest, man, I uh, I wasn't living too good around that time. I'd have been partying probably a bit too much. I get the call on like a week and a half notice. Uh, I take the five man in, in no shape whatsoever and I go out there, you know, he's busting me up with, with calf kicks. It, it's awful, you know, but me being the dog I am, you know, I I, I, I fight through the fight, I do my best. In the third I start to, you know, kind of change the tide, but I'd have to say that was my toughest fight. I broke my orbital in that fight. He wrecked he wrecked my calf, like it's uh it was a
1: hell of a, a hell of a showing. Have you ever disliked
0: an opponent? that's a good question. Um, you know, I've never had any bad animosity uh toward towards any, any of my opponents, to be honest. You know, I remember after the Kayakamaka fight, I kind of got into it with his coach, you know, he's being like disrespectful and whatnot. But uh as far as any of my opponents, I really never just hated any of my opponents whatsoever, you know. So, you know, it'd be interesting, you know, to see what it looked like if, if I did fight with somebody with a bit of animosity
1: on your instagram i saw that little title thing it said fight of the month against uh algeo what do you think about that fight in general did you think that you were gonna it was gonna be that competitive or did you think you were gonna run through him man
0: that's uh i I really thought you know if you look at the fight especially the beginning of fight up until the point where i get caught like dude i was i was killing him, man i was butchering him, man like with punches kicks Knees, elbows. Like, dude, I was absolutely putting on a clinic, man. So, and I, I expected to go out there and, and show out. Like, again, man, like, you know, I've made some changes in my life in general we can talk about, but, you know, going in that fight, I wasn't, man, I trained for like three weeks for that fight, bro. Like, I went to train for three weeks. I went to Tulum, Mexico, trained for three weeks. And, man, if I can do that good on, less, on just a couple, three weeks, man, we're going to see the, the best version of me in the future.
1: What changes did you make? I wanna, I wanna uh, jump into that because fighters uh, change things, and then sometimes the skill is there, but the mental's not, and then when the, when they come together, you've got like a world champion out of nowhere.
0: Dude, I'm glad you say that. You know. Uh... I, I've been fighting my, my entire life off of hard work, you know, and, and, and I believe good take, good solid technique and athleticism, but my mind has been up and down, you know, and I want to be, I want to come out about something, you know, I've, I've, I've struggled with, with uh, alcoholism and, and some bit of drugs throughout my life. And, uh, I've really, I've been sober now for, I believe 75 days today, you know, so it's something I'm really proud of, man, that, uh, I've worked really hard. I've got some good therapists that are helping me and uh, I've actually been doing a bit of some some AA work and stuff like that. But my mind is so much sharper now, you know, and and to think of the success that I've had thus far living like I've been living, man, I cannot wait to see how good my next performance is going to be. You know, I've got one fight left on this contract. So, man, I, I think the timing is perfect. I go out here and, and really show out this next fight and show my true potential. And man, we're looking at another four or five contract and a lot more money.
1: Dude, congratulations on that. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that from you. So good job. Um, I want to ask you about your tattoos. So what tattoos have you gotten and what
0: are the stories behind them? Oh man, we can go for days, brother. Uh, we, <laughs> we'll start, we'll start with this one. So, this is uh, some chess pieces with all the uh, jujitsu uh, belts on it. As I got each color belt, I filled in the color for it. So that one's pretty significant. Um, you know, I've got my son here, you know, with the boxing glove. That's actually his hands. So that was pretty cool. Uh, another one I'll show you is, like, uh, so this is a, uh, this is I a. I saw that one on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. So, so that's actually a Viking ruin. So, like, I had a guy in Tulum uh designed that for me man and it's got a lot of meaning for me uh, a lot of meaning to me but man i I could go for days on these tattoos but those are my favorite three have you ever gone horse riding yeah bro i have uh so so i I talked about my sobriety and and something we did is that e e Ecline therapy i think that's what they call it it's a horse therapy and, and uh we went out there man it was a really cool experience man it was uh it was a cool little therapy session, man. But yeah, I I do horse riding just a bit. I I'm, I'm no I'm no cowboy, don't get me wrong, but I like it and uh, you know, my my girl likes it too, so it's it's something fun to do, man.
1: That's great. What do you think about Bryce Mitchell? What impact has he had on you?
0: Oh, dude, what a, what an impact. You know, he uh we come up together. You know, I think we started uh around the, about the same time. You know, he he's a few years younger than me. And the the cool the beauty of us is like man he's 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 been more of a grappler throughout most of his his career and I've been more of a striker so you put us together and we're 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 really a perfect mesh you know and and the kid's just relentless you know I I think this last fight you know that was not the best version of Bryce man like he has he has so much more to offer you know I, I don't think he was in his best shape I don't think uh, he was there mentally like he was before. And, man, ever since that, dude, I've been seeing him in the, in the gym just absolutely killing it. So his fight against Dan Ige, uh, I'm lo- really looking to see the old Bryce and, and see him go out there and, and put it on a clinic. Dude, I do have to say
1: there were moments in that Tapuria fight where when, he, when Bryce stung him, you could see that Tapuria was, wasn't wobbled, but he was like, okay, shit, that, that, that actually stung me, right? Yes, and- dude. He had some he had some moments, but dude, if you really look at Tapuria's other opponents, Bryce didn't get beaten up like someone like Josh Emma did for twenty five yes, minutes. So, yeah. so do you think do you think Tapuria is just on that level?
0: Um, in all honesty, yes, Tapuria is that good, bro. He he is an absolute world beater. Um, I, again, I don't think you've seen the best version of Bryce because if you watch the first round, man. Bryce's landing shots. He he actually took him down at the end of the round uh, and got to control top position. Um, so I'd love to see that ran back. But man, let's not take any credit from Takura. He is a world beater and he's that good.
1: How many kids do you have, and what martial arts have you started them with?
0: I have one kid, Kyler. I can't afford anymore, man. He's uh he's uh he's eleven year old. Man, he he's done boxing. He's done wrestling. He actually won state in wrestling. Um, uh, he's done some jujitsu, and, and these are mostly the he's a bit of Muay Thai. Um, uh, but I think the jujitsu is great, and and I think that there's something about wrestling that just cultivates a strong mind. You know, a lot of your your most mentally strong cats uh, come from a wrestling base. So I try to get him involved in most of that. Now I don't want him to be a fighter. Uh, by no means, man. This is no life, man. Like you get a lot of beating on. The life's cool, you know. The man, the money's good now, and uh, I get a lot of freedom, but. Man, you take such a beating mentally and physically. You'd never want your son or somebody you love to do that. But I do want him to be able to fight. You know what I mean? Because kids are mean, bro. Like, you, you know, for, uh, kids in school are mean, you know. So I want him to be able to defend himself. And a lot of martial arts teach a lot of good self discipline and things like that. So, um, but as far as martial arts, Muay Thai, boxing, wrestling, and jujitsu.
1: How often do you go fishing?
0: Oh, dude, I love to fish, man. I love, it's, uh, it's one of the only places, uh, throughout my entire life, you know, that I've been able to find peace, you know, uh, my, my childhood was a bit, uh, I guess you would say rough in some ways, but I always remember going out there and you're out at the water, you're out in nature and just, just feeling, finding peace, you know, finding a bit of serenity and peace. And, um, that's something I like to do with my son as well. And, and man, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a rush too, you know, catching fish and, uh, Deep sea fishing's fun too, but man, I try to go as much as I can. I want to ask you about a featherweight prediction. It's Max Holloway versus
1: Korean Zombie. Now, no one is picking Zombie. I'm just kind of confused if Zombie's gonna just have one of those performances where he, like, maybe gets maybe gets one or two rounds. Like, I'm not saying he wins the fight. I don't think he wins the fight in this state that he's in, but. I feel like people are thinking that Max is gonna win every round or just TKO him and just run through him. I don't know if it's gonna be competitive. What do you think?
0: Golly, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Korean zombie fan because he's such a dog, man. Like you can't kill this guy. He's like a he's like a he's really a zombie, you know? Um, but man, I, I think it's a great stylistic matchup for Max Holloway in the in the aspect that you know uh the zombie doesn't move much and and uh max does a great job of picking you apart with good movement and good volume and i would say zombie would have a chance because of how tough he is but you know what so is max holloway so it's like i don't think he's going to beat him in a fight of uh of will and attrition you know so Man, I, I'm going to have to agree with, the, with what everyone's saying. I think Max is going to win this pretty handily.
1: When you look at, like, Tapology rankings, someone that's at 17th in the world might actually be, like, 5th. And Tapology will put that on there. Because when Sean Strickland was ranked, like, 10th, they had him at, the, at like, 4th best middleweight in the world, right? Because they yeah. knew the skill level. Now, I want to bring up your friend, uh, Basile. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually scheduling an interview with him. So I was so impressed with uh, his debut against JDM. And I saw, what I saw was that he debuted up against JDM, who people are saying is like maybe 15th in the world. I consider him someone that's like seventh. Mm-hmm. And Basile did great against him. I think it was a fucking close match, short notice, and he showed a he showed to be honest a really well rounded skill set wrestling. Uh, he had decent he had really good control and decent striking. Like that is that is more skills than than a lot of people in that division. And I see I see really big potential for him. What did you think about that performance in general, and where do you see him going?
0: Yeah, Basil's is, is is absolutely amazing. He'd been flying under the radar for, for a time now. I, I remember uh so a guy, a good friend of mine, I coached him, uh Luis Pena, you know, violent Bob Ross. Uh he he had a fight and uh Basil had a had a guy of his fighting on there and that's kind of how we met and and Luis was just like telling me how great this guy was. I hadn't uh I didn't I hadn't known him or, or really talked to him up until that point. And I go looking this guy up, man, and he's an absolute savage, man. So the performance he put on for his debut doesn't surprise me at all. And like you're saying, dude, he, he is that good. And um, I, I I hope we, he gets another contract with the UFC and is able to, to show his skills because, man, he belongs to be in the UFC.
1: Dude, he uh, trains with Justin Gaethje a lot. And when I heard that on the commentary, I went, oh, this, this, this is a guy that's – actually flown under the radar and then yes. dude they tucked him up against the surging contender but anyways I, I i think he's gonna do well i saw on your instagram the area where you were working out with wood that was one of the craziest gyms i've ever seen that weird jungle forest thing and yeah, you had yeah, the yeah. dumbbells where the fuck was that and what <laughs> were you doing at the jungle
0: yeah so so that was actually in tulum mexico man uh i went down there for my last camp and uh, so I actually went down there to go to Tulum Muay Thai, which is a probably one of the, the best uh, gyms and, and community I've been around. You know, they've just got a uh, a whole stock of good good uh, Muay Thai fighters up there, and, and it really sharpened my skills. But while I was there, I went to, uh, I think it's called the Jungle Gym, man, and, and it was absolutely amazing. Like, uh, it was just a cool experience. They've got two locations there, and the atmosphere is really cool there, but... Um, it was a cool experience, man. Uh, Tulum, all in all, is a place I'm going to go back to, and may may do some of my camp, my next camp there as well.
1: What's the worst thing about
0: being a fighter? God, uh, where do I start, bro? Oh uh, man. So, <laughs> in all reality, like when you're when you're coming up as an amateur and early as a pro, bro, it's hard to even get by. Like you, you really have to love it or have to do it. And so what I mean by that is, like, you either just have to just have a real passion for the game or you have no other option as far as uh, what, you, what you're what you able to do in life. Like, that's that's your means of life. That's your way of making a living. And, and it just so happened I had both of those, you know. Like, I had a passion for it. But at the same time, you know, I was raising a kid by myself, and, like, I had to make this dream happen. So just one of the tough things is definitely – uh, just, just coming up in the game. Like it's so hard. I think it's an, it's an under underestimated uh, thing that people, I think a lot of people think it's easy to make it as a fighter or, or you just get to the UFC and it's not like that, man. Like the process is hard, man. And, and not to mention like the, the mental and, and physical strain you've got to go through, you know, like, I mean, it's uh, it, there's so many emotional up and downs you have to go through along with injuries, man, I mean, I've broke my orbital bone, I've broken my hand three times, you know, I've, I've, I've got so many injuries that, uh, but you know what, I wouldn't change a fucking thing, man, like, I love this game, man. I love what I do, and it's, it's been a way for me to provide for my family, so, man, uh, but, but it's, it's a tough coming up this way, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so you met Brandon Moreno,
1: what was that like,
0: Always oh, great, man. I mean, uh, just to be able to train around uh, a, a true world champion, like, uh, it, it's both inspiring and, and it was cool. My son got to meet him. My son's a fan, too. So that was really cool. And, and, and I guess what stuck out to me the most is, man, like, I, I believe I work hard. Like, I, 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 I work really hard. I train all the time. But this guy, there's a reason he's a world champion. I mean, this guy's getting in like six sessions a day, bro. Like, every day, like, there's a reason he's a world champion. Like, I don't know anybody that works harder than that guy. So, it really set a presence for me, man, and, and really made me respect him so much after seeing his work ethic.
1: I thought Moreno beat Pantoja in the third fight. They're probably going to rematch. What's your prediction for their fourth fight?
0: Well, I'm a fan of Moreno, so we're going to go Moreno. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when did you start doing crazy stuff with your hair and are you going to change the color
0: that's a good question um uh, so i had i had lost uh i i had lost two fights in a row and that was the first time that's ever happened in my career and i i knew I had to make a change man I was like dude i've got to do something different and and I ended up changing gyms. I went to Gloria Mae with, MMA with James Krause, you know, I changed a lot of my regimen, and it was just a sign, uh, or like a, a physical sign of, of, like, downtown 2.0, you know what I'm saying, like the, I'm reinventing myself, and I just wanted to go in there, and, and mentally, and physically, just, uh, bring a, a different aspect, and, and bring, uh, bring the different version of me. So that's when it started uh, changing my hair. And now it's like, I really don't like it too much anymore, but uh, it's kind of a staple for me now. I think people kind of know, know that that's how my hair is supposed to be. So I keep it that way, but man, you know what? You might be onto something. I'm going have to change it up, change the color next fight. I'm saying,
1: I'm saying what you need to do is if you know, if you're blue or red corner, you switch the streaks to whatever color that is. Hey brother. If I do it next fight, give me a sh- I'll give you a shout out for sure. <laughs> what goals do you have for the remainder of your career? What do you
0: see for the next two years and then the next five
1: years? Cool.
0: Uh so so my initial goals, man. Let uh, Let's be first things first, man. I I win this next fight, and I do it in, in in one of the best fashions, man. And I've got a story I'm trying to write, brother. Like, uh, you know, starting coming up like I did, man. Like I have to, I've had no easy path, you know um and then also raising a kid uh throughout my whole career and and making it to the UFC that's spectacular but my my story didn't stop there man like uh you know I I started making some money I started making some bad decisions doing a bit of drinking and using drugs like I like I shouldn't have and and now man I I've I've been able to get my sobriety I've been able to get my mind right I've been able to get right spiritually I'm really expecting some big things and not only am I going to be a fighter, man, I, I want to make a difference, dude. I, I want to inspire people with my story of uh, maybe other people that's dealing with addiction or things like that. Inspire them that you can get help and, and life does get better after, you know, and uh, just, just finding that spirituality and that, that that real fulfillment. And another thing that gives me a lot of fulfillment is not only inspiring people, it's, it's helping others, man. I enjoy coaching. I I enjoy training other people, training kids and that's going to be a big deal for me. So after I win this fight, you know, win a few more to get get my pocketbook right, we're going to get out of here, man. We're going to get out of here. I'm going to open a nice gym, man, maybe a couple of locations, and just do my best to to help be a service to other people and help other people.
1: That's wonderful, TJ. I want to ask you, who got you into MMA originally?
0: Uh, so it's kind of a wild story, man. I, I did a little boxing before. Uh, man, I remember my first – uh boxing tournament i show up at this place and my buddy he's supposed to fight that day and then i'd been up the night before partying and whatnot and i get there and he they say man we we need another person to fill in i was like well hell, i'll do it you know and i I jump in the tournament i do the whole tournament i win the whole boxing tournament never trained before in my life (laughs) so that was kind of the start and then um you know down the road um I got news I was going to have my son, and I was like, man, what am I good at? You know, I was like, well, there's this time I fought. I might be good at that, you know? So I ended up joining a gym, uh, Westside MMA, and uh, I trained for under six months. I take my first fight. I knock the guy out in 10 seconds. I was like, man, this is the shit here, bro. Like, I want more (laughs) of this. Uh, I only wish my whole career would have went that well, but that's kind of how I got started.
1: (laughs) Which uh, baseball team do you go for? I'm in Australia, so what's your recommendation for
0: me? Man, like, uh, so the closest one to us is probably where I live is the Kansas City Royals. They're pretty good. But I think my son likes the Cubs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's going to be mad title- if I got that wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many title defenses do you think Volk gets?
0: Gosh, bros. You know, we were talking about Tapura earlier. Um I think Volk's the man, and he's, he's a champion for a reason. But if there's somebody to beat him, it's going to be Tapura. So we're going to see how soon until that fight's made.
1: That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, TJ Brown, for coming on the podcast. Is there any final remarks or messages you want to say to fans at home before we wrap up the podcast?
0: Man, just make sure to follow your boy at downtown TJ Brown on Instagram, man. Stay tuned for some fire news and man, you're gonna see the best version of me is yet to come, man. Thank you guys for listening.
1: Follow TJ on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to anything combat on YouTube. Thanks, guys. Bye.